Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. This is a creature feature episode where I look at cryptids. I'll describe them, delve into their history, look at some eyewitness accounts and look at what they might be. Research is as academic as possible and references will be given after the story. This week's creature is the Thunderbird. Native American legends speak of an enormous bird capable of picking up a whale in its talons. The bird, often described as a supernatural being, is a symbol of power and strength that protects humans from evil spirits. The name Thunderbird comes from the sound of its flapping wings and they're said to live in the clouds above the tallest of mountains. Thunderbird lore differs across tribes but they are always highly respected. In the Grovant law, the Thunderbird gave the sacred pipes to the people. The pipes are used in sacred ceremonies within the community. Some Plains tribes, including the Arapaho, associate Thunderbirds with summer and the White Owl with winter. In Algonquin law, the Thunderbird has power over the upper world and protects humans from a creature from the underworld, the underworld panther or the great horned serpent. According to the Algonquin law, Thunderbirds are ancestors of humans and helped to create the universe. The Menominee speak of a mountain that floats in the western sky where the Thunderbirds live. They also believe that the Thunderbirds protect them from the Great Horned Serpents in order to prevent them from overrunning the upper world and devouring all of mankind. They are also said to be the messengers of the Great Sun and delight in deeds of greatness. Ojibwe lore is similar in that the Thunderbirds fight the evil spirits. However, they're also said to punish humans who break moral rules. They believe that the Thunderbirds were created by Nana Bojo, the great rabbit who may also have been behind the jackalope. They're said to live in the four compass directions, appearing in Ojibwe lands during the spring. They were said to have stayed all the way until the autumn, when the evil spirits would be less common, and then they would migrate south with the other birds. Winnebago law says that any man who has a vision of a thunderbird during a solitary fast is destined to become a war chief. They're also believed to bestow great abilities on people. The Sioux believed that the thunderbird was a noble creature, protecting the people from the Unktehila, who were reptilian monsters. The Cahokia have motifs of giant birds, serpents and dragons all around their territory that served a religious purpose and as a warning to anyone entering the territory. The most famous of these is the Piazza bird, etched into the cliffs outside Alton, Illinois. First seen by colonists in 1673, by the 19th century the image has been destroyed. 
The image keeps being redrawn onto the cliffs based on sketches of the original and is carefully maintained. Some thought that the Thunderbird could shapeshift. The Shawnee thought that they would appear to them as boys, but were easily identified since they spoke backwards. The Thunderbird is revered in all folklore, and some versions treat it as a force of nature, whilst others treat it as a powerful but otherwise ordinary animal. The legends do state that it was a fearsome creature to behold, and that getting on the wrong side of it could end very badly. One story tells of an entire village being turned to stone for their wrongdoings. The Thunderbird appears in songs and Native American oral history, but can also be found on totem poles, pottery, jewellery, masks, petroglyphs and carvings. Of course, a bird as large as the Thunderbird wouldn't be able to get away with not being seen, right? You're right, there are some eyewitness accounts of the Thunderbird. We're starting in 1892 this week. Fred Murray reported seeing a flock of Thunderbirds near Dents Run, Cameron County, Texas. He described them as buzzards, but much larger, with a 16-foot wingspan. In 1922, Hiram Cranmer claimed to have seen his first Thunderbird, and later claimed to see four more. His sightings happened around Clinton County and Potter County, Texas. At some point, there was a photograph that was apparently taken by a group of men who had managed to kill one of these giant birds, nail it to a barn, and took the photo with them to stand and stood in front of it. The photo went missing, though, and a photoshopped replacement has done the rounds in recent years. Ivan Sanderson, a researcher, claims to have seen the photo in 1963 when he visited Grandma. Unfortunately, Cranmer died in a house fire in 1967, and the photo was probably in the house at the time. In 1976, three teachers claimed to have seen a Thunderbird southwest of San Antonio, Texas. The same year, Arturo Padilla and Homero Galvan, police officers, also reported seeing one near San Benito, Texas. In 1977, Ruth Lowe heard the screams of children while they were playing outside in Lawndale, Illinois. One of the children was screaming that there was a giant bird trying to carry him away. Lowe reacted, but was just a bit too slow. When she reached the bird, it had managed to grab the boy and was attempting to carry him away. The mother hit the bird as hard as she could but it still carried the boy 35 feet before letting him go. There's not much information about whether he was hurt or not, though. The police laughed at Ruth's story, and it was met with scepticism. The boy who had been taken earned the nickname Bird Boy and suffered having dead pigeons being left on his porch. In June 2001, a resident of Greenville, Pennsylvania, saw a giant creature soaring overhead. They were unsure whether it was a small airplane or an ultralight aircraft at first, but after observing it for some time, 
they saw that it was a great feathered beast with a 15-foot wingspan. Allegedly, the bird perched on a tree for 15 minutes before taking off again. A neighbour said that they saw the bird the following day. Less than a month after the June sighting, on July 6, 2001, a similar sighting was reported to the Fortean Times. In Erie County, Pennsylvania, another giant bird was seen with a 15 to 17 foot wingspan. In September 2001, a 19-year-old claimed to have seen a huge winged creature flying over Route 119 in South Greensburg, Pennsylvania. They said that their attention was caught by the sound of flags flapping in a thunderstorm. They said that they looked up and saw a bird with a wingspan of between 10 and 15 feet. In an interview with the researcher, Dennis Smeltzer, the teen said that the bird wasn't really flapping its wings in a way that birds usually do. It was described as more of a slow, horrific flap before gliding over trucks that were passing. Over around 90 seconds, the bird attempted to land in the branches of a dead tree, almost breaking it, before it flew off. Apparently, nobody else saw the bird at the time. In 2010, a huge bird was seen near Cowder's Port Pike, near Lock Haven, Pennsylvania. There were two witnesses. Subsequent searches of the area found no evidence or further sightings. In 2012, two girls saw a thunderbird in Chapman Township, Pennsylvania. They said that the bird had a 14-foot wingspan, no feathers on its head, and had swooped low over their camp, causing the girls to run for cover into their cabin. In 2013, two friends were walking through the woods near Bryn Athen Castle, Pennsylvania, and found themselves caught by a giant bird. In a report, one of them said it was extremely loud and sat above them and they had startled it, causing it to fly about a hundred foot to another branch further away. In 2018, a woman was driving in Alaska when she saw a gigantic bird flying over her. She said that the bird's wingspan was almost as wide as the road. The Thunderbird has been seen a fair amount. I don't think they're all that worried about being spotted, which makes sense considering the stories and potential powers that they have. We know that the Thunderbird is huge, but what does it actually look like? It always seems different whenever it's seen, actually. Native American lore says that they have bright, colourful feathers. They're also meant to have sharp teeth and claws, even though they have beaks. Ruth Lowe described the one she saw as having a white ring on its half-foot-long neck. The rest of the body was black. The beak was six inches long and hooked at the end and the talons were arranged as three at the front and one at the back. The teachers from 1976 said that they had seen the bird as having a bony structure, like bat wings, 
The sighting in July 2001 was described as dark grey with little to no neck and a circle of black under its head. The beak was very thin and long and around a foot long. Each of these monstrous birds are said to be somewhere between four and five feet in length with a 10 foot wingspan. In terms of powers, Thunderbirds were said to be able to fire lightning out of its eyes and would bring rain and storms with them. They were able to control the rain and maybe shapeshift, depending on the legend. The Thunderbird is a large and powerful creature and staying on their good side sounds like a good idea. As with all cryptids, the Thunderbird could be absolutely anything. Of course, there are a few theories as to what they possibly could be. At no point during the research phase of this episode did I find a single mention of the Thunderbird being a hoax. Police and other investigators have said that eyewitness reports aren't true, but nobody outright suggests that the Thunderbird sightings are hoaxes. The first theory today is the boring one. The Thunderbird is actually just a normal kind of bird. Turkey vultures, the Andean condor and the Californian condor to be precise. They're the largest predatory and scavenging birds in the US and all of them have a roughly 10 foot wingspan. It doesn't explain the thundering or ungraceful flight patterns, nor the weight it carries with it though. The next theory is a little more fun. In 1890, two cowboys encountered a thunderbird, allegedly. They shot it out of the sky and brought the creature back to town. Its wingspan was measured at 92 feet long. According to the story, it had no feathers, but smooth skin and wings composed of a thick, almost transparent membrane. Unfortunately, the story isn't quite true, but it does line up with one of the eyewitness descriptions from today. In 1976, the description was very similar, but that's not the theory. The theory is actually that the Thunderbird is a dinosaur, specifically a pteranodon, pterosaur or pterodactyl. It's an odd theory though, since dinosaurs are extinct. Now, I know we've mentioned them somehow surviving in previous episodes, but those theories usually provide a place for the creatures to have hidden in order to do so. This one's a little far-fetched, even for me. A fun fact about the story from 1890, that's purportedly the same creature that was in the lost Thunderbird photo. The third and final theory today is that the Thunderbird is a very real, very powerful creature. The Native American legends are hundreds, if not thousands of years old. It's entirely possible that they existed at some point. Whether they do now or not remains up for debate. Whether you believe in the Thunderbird or not, keep your eyes up when you're out and about. If you hear thunder and it doesn't seem like there should be, 
Be prepared. A thunderbird might be nearby. The description and history of today's creature came from a Legends of America article called The Thunderbird of Native Americans and a Live About article called The Giant Thunderbird Returns. The eyewitness reports came from a Pennsylvania Wilds article called The Legend of the Thunderbird, an Atlas Obscura article called The Mythic Child-Stealing Thunderbirds of Illinois, a Texas Hill County article called a living Texas Thunderbird or a giant myth, and a 967 The Eagle article called Will There Be More Thunderbird Sightings in Illinois in 2022? The theories from today came from the Live About article. References for the episode will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, links to those and other ways to listen are in the episode description under my link tree. You can currently find me on Facebook and Instagram. Patreon is getting an upload of one of the transcripts each week as part of the £3 tier. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and as before you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. I do have an email set up on the link tree but it doesn't open up a new email so that's in the description of the episode too. Send me your spooky stories, unexplained events, and anything else you want me to read out. Or if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said, let me know and I'll address them as soon as I see the email. The next episode will be out on Wednesday, and next week's creature feature will be released on May 28th. So hold on until then. (laughs) 